0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Board Game Review Room. I'm hosting today Michael Chamberlain, and with me I have... On pessimism, Max Murray. I'm Cesare Patterson, I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. So today's game is Ark of Animals by the Historic Games Factory, a company from Poland. They've done one other game we've played before. Me and Max have played uh, Sigismundus Augustus, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was... um, I mean, I thought it was okay, but you guys weren't as keen. It sort of was a bit
0: polar for the group, so it'll be interesting to see how this game uh, compares. Yeah, I can't remember the designer for that one off the top of my head. I really should have looked it up before coming on. But this one is Adam Kropinski, and it's filling an arc with animals, which the name would kind of hint to. Yeah, Jezre, save me from this. What's the components like?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: we each have a player
2: board um which is a cut section through the arc um the the player boards quite a little bent what do you think max is that acceptable yeah yeah
1: no i'd already noticed uh, okay i mean they're they're just it's just curled slightly on one corner from when we got it out of the box but i imagine when play that would flatten down quite easily it's not like a fold-out board so it's not going to matter as much and it's
2: large enough that it's it's not giving any issue Uh, And then we have a bunch of these little discs with animals. Uh, Four of each animal in total do we have? Yeah, and there are quite a few. Probably about 50, 40 animals or so here. Um, We've got some little wooden cubes. Green cubes. I've actually got a timer. I'm a bit worried about this. Um, (laughs) I don't AP at all. A little sand timer there. And pad,
0: I guess, to keep scores on very uh, Seven Wonders. Yeah, the score pad's always a nice touch on a game. I mean, considering they could just turn around and go, and provide your own paper, which a lot of games do. It's quite nice yeah. to have something just to track scores on. Um, the tokens all seem of a decent grade of cardboard. they punched out beautifully.
1: Yeah, they're they're really quite thick, and um, they're quite smooth where you punch them out, actually. On on some games we play, they, they end up with thread bits on the end, and they're, they're just not that well done. But these are <coughs> These are definitely high quality. Um the artworks the artworks not bad but um most importantly to me it's, it's consistent across the, across the board so all the animals are, are similar to each other not in not in style but in 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 art. Um it's it's fairly basic so you've got a load of animals which just have a green background. You've got some that have red, some that have blue and some that have yellow. They appear to be separated into their animal type, mammals, lizards, birds, um, amphibians. Amphibians, yeah. So so they're separated by colour type. Um, the artwork on the front of the box is, well, pretty much tells you exactly what the game is about straight away. So you've got some animals all looking in through a forest at an ock, uh, with the ramp ready. So
0: it's suitable for the game. It's really quite bizarre because there's this very familiar feel to the subject matter and yet nowhere in the rules or anywhere does the name Noah show up And yet it very much is. Get the animals into your ark. We've got carnivores and we've got herbivores, and there are rules that affect how things get placed. So I should probably quickly cover what we're going to be doing. We're going to have an unlimited amount of time to begin with where people are going to be looking at the tiles and they're all starting face down. You flip them over and you add them to your ark, working from one side to the other. Then as soon as somebody's filled their ark, the timer flips over and that's how long people have got to finish and at that point we'll flip all the tiles face up and there are different scoring parameters depending on the difficulty you want to play to there's things like we've got little uh, ears of corn marked on our arcs, there's three of them marked there and if you place herbivores next to those they'll get eaten and you'll lose points for it there's the fact that if you place a herbivore next to a carnivore of a an equal or greater size than it that herbivore is going to get eaten and you're going to lose it that way if you have two of the same animal you're only going to get to score one of them and one of them will be destroyed and then there's balancing your arc on the weight of the animals as well at the extreme ends of the difficulty spectrum where you're going to gain where you're going to lose points rather if your arc is not balanced safely really interesting mechanics coming into it the way that you can play it at this very casual end of the curve, or you can turn it into something that's got so much complexity in it you practically have to be in for the memory Olympics stuff to be able to play it at the highest level well, I'd imagine.
1: I find it slightly odd and somewhat disappointing from your description there that you get two of the same animal, and you only get points for one, and you lose the other. Surely you should get more points, because two of the same animal was the point of the arc, No.
2: Yeah, I I heard that uh, immediately uh, and thought that goes against the
1: idea. Of obviously, if there were the two art. male lions, that's not really a lot of use, obviously. But I mean, there's no, there's nothing gender specific, so I would have thought two animals would have been better. So I find it quite
0: odd that that lion has a mane.
1: Yeah, okay, art-wise that's specific, but otherwise so all the gonna... other animals are identical. So so.
2: <laughs> Four male lions. <laughs> those are options as a great plan for breeding uh, going forward.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'm that's... going to assume that what is going on is that Noah's off building his ark somewhere, and I'm going to be playing his mad taxidermist cousin. I just want one perfect sample of each. <laughs> Darwin. You said throughout the manual
2: there was no uh, mention Noah. is there any mention of God? Do they avoid that as well?
0: There, there appears to be no religious subtext here at all. I mean, the fact so that it is, the is... idea of
2: the ark, but I guess maybe they wanted to keep out the the biblical yeah. reference. Yeah, I mean, of
0: attaching it... it to a religion. Taxidermist in a boat. Michael's got it right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see how this one plays out. It's got more promise to it, I think, than I'd have expected from a game that's kind of memory and tile placement. It seems they've tried to make it a little bit more crunchy for the gaming crowd but uh, yeah i mean what do you guys think here we go it sounds more
2: complicated than it looks uh from your description uh, based on where we have to place
1: them so i have to admit at first glance i wasn't interested in this but your description for for placements does give it a bit more of a strategy element that, that could help you get points that could possibly suck me in as more of a hardcore gamer so yeah we'll see how it goes Sounds Let's good. do it.
0: So, we're back after our first game of Ark of Animals, and I don't think that was quite what any of us were expecting. No, it's a pretty
2: frantic game. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, all of us diving in, trying to find the animals we're looking for, at the same time remembering what we've already taken, and then at the end realising our plan was horribly wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm expected to say something. Um, it wasn't horrible actually bits of that we, we were laughing quite a bit at some of the some of the things that happened with michael who had a monopoly on ravens at one round no wonder i couldn't find one to put in my arc because he, he started an aviary um
0: <laughs> i had a buyer one with mr o <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there there were some fun moments um There is some room for strategy, but it's so hard to do because everything's face down. And once someone hits the timer, you've got 30 seconds to just fill your boats. At that point, you just grab any furry or scaled creature you
0: can and just shove them in a gap. I object to that summation there. I mean, yeah, granted, you guys had loads of face-up stuff compared to me. I was just flipping over tiles looking for the thing I wanted. It was like vultures circling behind me for the tiles you wanted.
2: Yeah, I did feel like that in the second round. I was, I was just looking at the ones you turned turn over.
0: <laughs> it's nice that there is that strategy to it. You can turn around and just go, I'm going to flip one tile at a time and I'm going to try and take as many as possible. Or you can go, I know which tile I want. I'm going to flip a load face up, give the others tons of information, but I will find that tile I want eventually quite nice that you get that choice there's some strategic depth to it I really wouldn't have expected considering on the surface it's flip tiles apply to board
1: yeah yeah there really is um I tried on because we played it with three rounds as we're supposed to and I tried doing different things in all three rounds none of which were particularly successful but there is room for a bit of I wonder if this works kind of gameplay which is quite nice um it's definitely a light game, I mean, it's definitely more of a family thing, it's not something necessarily for me, but it does work and compared with the previous game we played of there's Augustus, this has um, the symbols in it work so much easier because it's such a simple game. In Augustus we had real problems understanding a lot of what the symbols meant and stuff and this literally has two you have to worry about um, and it's really quite clear, you can just pick it up, realise exactly what it is and just slam it down if you need it or slam it back in the in the centre of the board if you don't. So yeah, it's a nice little game.
2: I I immensely enjoyed it, Um, I wonder how the game would change, we played it 4 player which is the maximum it can support, 2 player I wonder how that changes, it probably can uh, build a strategy a little bit easier, Um, you know, as as you can take your time going through, but it depends your opponent, your opponent could just blind (laughs) put them down and potentially get the same score, you know, it's a real gamble.
1: I did want to try that, literally just grab 16 tiles face down, just put them down without even looking at them, and see how I came
0: out compared with everyone else. It would work, you could do that, and you would potentially get a good score, but there is a reward for knowing what's going on. I mean, we found ourselves wondering halfway through the game, in the sets we were trying to collect, how many carnivores are there? You know, If you're trying to get all three blues, how many carnivores are you dealing with? Turns out it's two and one herbivore how many for the amphibians, how many for the reptiles. There is a reward for knowing what you're looking for. The number of times we were each of us going, I need an elephant to balance my arc, just for knowing it was the heaviest creature in the game. There is a reward for replaying this. It's a lot less random than I expected.
1: But at the same time, I think it is also a bit limited in the fact that there are only a certain amount of animals, and once you know them or you know what you're looking for, this once you've played it a few times, it's not going to be that much room for any extra strategy or stuff you'll you'll know roughly where's the best place for the animals you're looking for at that point it's just beating your opponent to getting them but uh, definitely at first there's there's that sort of uh, wonder and exploration in, in how to play
2: and I imagine with the four player it, it changes it up more because especially who you're playing with it could be some new people you could be after particular ones and they've taken three of them, or four of them, between the, the three of them, uh, <laughs> I like ravens.
0: <laughs> but so. that's something that's interesting when you look over the rules is that the setup is the same for four players as it would be for two.
2: You you still play with all the you same. Still pieces. play
0: with all the tiles, okay. which is kind of strange. I'd have thought you'd have skimmed half of them out just so you had the same play environment at least. But you don't. You play with all of them. In, it will give you some variety in how it plays out.
1: Having said that, though, a lot of it's going to be pot luck. You could play with two people, and the first four tiles you could turn over would be elephants. You know, it, it, all right, there'll be someone Which else Which means to take all four. <laughs> uh, and and up to another point, perhaps there'll be less face-up tiles with two people than there might be with four. Yeah. Because there aren't as many people turning over looking for specific things. So yeah, I think in a two-player game, you might be turning over things a, a blinder, whereas in our four-player game, we have more options to go, he doesn't want that, I do. So it might make some difference in that regard.
0: Yeah.
2: So, closing thoughts, I think? Um, I approve of this game. I really like it. I'd play it again.
1: Yeah, I approve of it. It's not necessarily a game for me, but I can certainly see it's positive signs for a lot of people, especially as a family game, so yeah, I would recommend it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with both these gents on that one. Great little family game, and I think just to underline again, if you want to put a religious context on this, you could... If you don't want it, it's not there. Really nice little game. Three out of three gamers approved. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chandler and with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kevin City. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome. And you can email us at podcastgmsmagazine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at GMS Magazine, and we are on Facebook and Google+. I will be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes, and please do give us a review and a rating, which is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms: the RPG Room, the Board Game Room, and the Interview Rooms. But until next time, let the games continue.